Welcome to the Top Tier Tactics Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Bud and Nadir, where aspiring champs come to get the latest and most accurate information to become top tier. Let's get on with the episode. Welcome back with another episode of Top Tier Tactics. Now with week one rounded up, it's time we assess our injuries Check out that waiver wire and see what we could do to improve our team. But how are you? Good. Rounded out. Rounded out. I mean, we got a lot going on right now. We're currently watching James Conner getting absolutely stuffed whenever he touches the ball. How do you feel about that? I like it. I'm playing playing against him. Uh, And, I mean, Pittsburgh defense gave up a little bit, but they are kind of swarming Daniel Jones right now. Saquon is doing absolutely nothing. He's currently in the negative rushing yards right now. Beside one little screen pass that he was able to hurdle a man. He absolutely is doing nothing right now. Now, let's go on to the headlines. This is a doozy. NFL headlines. So Marlon Mack, probably the biggest news of the day, is out for the season with a torn Achilles. Now, while his injury is a big deal, I think his implications are a bigger deal. Yeah, and I uh, we already talked about it a little bit. I was I assumed he was going to have that. It's not hard to diagnose a torn Achilles. Um, Jonathan Taylor gets a bump, obviously. Yes. And uh, Hines does as well. W- what's your opinion on the split here? Now, Hines is going to be the Austin Eckler role that uh philip rivers played while he was in charge uh you know in san diego or should i say los angeles los angeles you can say so i I expect heinz to be extremely fantasy relevant and productive especially in ppr he's going to get those nice little dink and dunks those nice screen patches uh, screen catches screen passes screen passes screen catch are you it's it's been a long (laughs) week to say the least um, but screen passes, screen passes. I hundred percent agree. You know, check downs. I, I think he's going to be immensely viable. Probably, in my opinion, more viable than Dion uh, than Swift, than Jonathan Taylor. John, God damn, that's a bad of I, week. I huh? feel like you need to take a breather for a second. I'm I'm still on his dropped catch for a touchdown. So I, I like Jonathan Taylor. I think Jonathan Taylor's upside's higher. Uh, I think you're a little safer with with Hines and PPR and half PPR. Jonathan Taylor has immense amount of talent and I think he's going to get a lot of volume because Marlon Mack is gone Um, I don't see anyone else that's going to unless they sign a Freeman to run that ball Heinz is not going to be the workhorse and or carry the load on a regular basis yeah Heinz was in the red zone at all times during the game against Jacksonville I mean that was a disappointing loss for them but he was in the red zone. He has scored the two touchdowns, and he had the most impact out of all the running backs. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see. I'm sure we'll we'll get more of an update next week on how they play and who what the split is. All right. And if they sign another running back. Yeah, now Devontae Freeman, like you just mentioned earlier, ha- is supposedly talking to a couple teams. Now, he did fire his agent, so unless he's given the news himself, uh, I'm kind of going to go he's lying. Could, yeah, it could be talks. It could just be player talk. Yeah. If you want, if you want to call it that, so you, uh, so we'll see. I don't know what four teams he would be talking to. Uh, obviously, one of them may be the Colts, but we'll see if anything actually comes to it. Yeah, I, I honestly don't think he gets signed. I think he's uh, done per se, unless there's another big injury to happen. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I think a team will sign him. Will he be viable? Probably not. It depends where he lands and if he actually gets signed. But th- I mean, I think. 
this is going to be the bigger news right here. Let's hear it. Adam Gase. Oh, boy. I feel like we talk about him every single episode. It's fun. Lev Bell with a hamstring issue. Adam Gase said he doesn't know when Lev Bell will be back. We all know Gase didn't like Lev Bell. So are we thinking he's going to come back? Yeah, he's definitely going to come back. I mean, he Lev Bell needs to prove that a trader that wants Lev Bell is actually going to get a productive running back. I think this is going to turn into a disaster area. I Worse think, than Jamal Adams? I think in that same range. I think Adam Gase is going to – he doesn't want to play with him. He wants to see younger guys and see what actually happens. Lev Bell is not going to be – Adam Gase said he's not going to push him back on the field because he did. He he hurt his hamstring, and they put him back on the field. He didn't look the same. He's not going to force him back out there. So I, to me, it seems like it's extended period of time before he comes back, which is, to me, three weeks, roughly. I'm going to go two weeks, but in that time, Frank Gore is presumably going to be the lead back. I can't believe that I'm actually thinking about picking him up and putting him on my team. Yeah, I mean they they like Pirine. He's he's, gone. he's hurt for three three more weeks roughly. They do want to use him. Josh Adams came in late in the game, scored a touchdown. I'm not going to touch a running back in this situation. If I have Lev Bell, I'm selling him for anybody I can get. Hopefully a flex spot, but I just want to get away from Lev Bell. I don't have any shares of him at all, thank God. But if you have him. Depends how your team's set up, but I would try to get something for him to at least be able to use. I'm very concerned with Love. Yeah, he's definitely a top sell candidate. Of course, we have our buy and sell moment later on in the episode, but he's definitely on there. So George Kittle will be evaluated later on in the week. He did look, look like he he looked like he tore his ACL on the field. So I mean, anything other than that is definitely good news for the elite tight end. So I mean, if it's just a little sprain which it sounds like it is, then it's probably the best case possible. Hopefully he's able to play this week. Of course, he's going against the Jets, meaning Frank Gore goes against the Niners. Ooh, so that'll be a fun little game. Frank Gore touchdown, huh? Uh, I would, I would Feed him be up. upset, honestly. Feed him up. Frank Gore, he's just a G. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And I think the knee that Kittle got hurt was the one that was bothering him last year as Ooh, well. That's a good question. So, I, I mean, it, and, and it was lingering for him last year as well. So... Not good news for him, but hopefully we get some some more news so we can give everyone an update. Exactly. Now, let's hop into the buy, the player's buy scenario. Ooh. Tell me who do you want to buy from another player? Right now, I mean, my guy would be David Montgomery. That you can get maybe on a cheaper scale. Obviously, he's owned by 90% of leagues. He had 14 touches. He's hurt. He's coming back. I do think there's going to be a good amount of volume when he comes back, just specifically for him and Tyreek Hill. I think you can get a deal on him. He's not going to be an RB1, but he can be an RB3 for you, maybe a low-end RB2, but more of an RB3, and you might be able to get a steal of a deal. I like David Montgomery a lot. Mm -hmm. And uh, in the beginning of the year, I put him as a must-have candidate on my list during the draft. I mean, he, he had 14 total touches yesterday, which isn't that bad considering they were down at one point, 21 to six. So yeah. it, it's definitely a healthy sign that the defense can keep them into games to the point where he cannot get game scripted out. I think that is a huge plus and positive for David Montgomery. Mm -hmm. Now I'm definitely going to try to go out and get him. You have to think 
they did most likely limit him as well for his groin injury. They didn't want to rush him back to full. So he's going to get more than 15 touches a week. Whenever you can get a running back that has 20 touches a week, that's a viable option for an RB3 spot, maybe an RB2 spot, but he can be a starter every week. I think you can get a deal on him. A lot of people are probably going to be a little frustrated. Exactly. I think you can definitely try to sneak him in a little. Now, Zach Moss is going to be my candidate, who's 86% owned, surprisingly, to my knowledge. I assumed that he would go in our waiver wire section, but no, he's in the players to buy section. He outsnapped Devin Singletary 49 to 39. I mean, when you're a rookie going and outsnapping the second year running back, I think that uh, just goes to show how much better you are. Now, unfortunately, he had 11 carry, nine carries for 11 yards, which is uh, a little subpar, but uh, he did have his touchdown catch. And the most important thing was he was in the field, he was on the field and getting touches in the goal line and getting catches in the goal line. I mean, he had 12 total touches. While Devin Singletary did happen to out touch him 12 to 14, I definitely expect Moss to be higher in that range. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, and I'm very surprised he's owned 86%. I am too. That, I that, that's it. kind of crazy. But the goal line carries is so massive. That that Buffalo Bills team look very good. That defense looks amazing. Yes. They're going to be able to run the ball, and they're going to want to run the ball because they're going to be up in a lot of different games, especially in that weak division. So he's a great option to have on your bench and snag him up, see if you can get a little low buy on him. You should Definitely be, low buy yeah. Uh, now, now I do want to just point out that uh, that uh, that offense is going to be pretty good. Yeah. I don't want to say elite, but it's going to be pretty good. They were definitely moving the ball pretty easily all over the Jets. I mean, other than Josh Allen fumbling twice, that should have been an absolute blowout of a game. The who? The Jets? The G. Never heard e of them. J E G E T T S S. Gets. Gets. Nailed it. Gazin gets a new coach. Got him. <laughs> Need it. Darren Waller is my next buy. He didn't have a massive week this week. Uh, targets were not amazing, but 26% target share. Uh, that's, that's drastic. And it looks like Derek Carr, yes, you have Henry Ruggs. Tyrell Williams is gone. We thought Brian Edwards was going to do something. He was one for one with nine yards. He's going to keep going to Waller, and that's going to be a safety blanket. feel very comfortable with him. He's going to be a top-five tight end this year. If you can go for him now and you need a tight end, I think you could buy him pretty low. Yeah, people are asking me if they can start Dallas Goddard. At that point, you should probably take one of your players on your bench and try to turn him into a Darren Waller at that point. Now, let's go over players to sell. I guess I'll start it off. And you guys know I love my lizard man, Sammy Watkins, oh. who happened to have a very good first week of the season as he always will so you should probably try to turn this into a quick player a quick little come up if you will i i agree i mean like you like you said you thought he could have 30 points in one week and then do absolutely nothing the next so it's time to get rid of him see if you can get someone who's going to be viable the whole year it's just the nature of the Chiefs offense. When you have so many mouths to feed and you're not a main player, main target, you're going to have your week where you catch that touchdown, where you catch two touchdowns, you make the big play, and there's going to be a couple weeks where you're just not going to make them. Therefore, he's just unreliable, and there's no point in having him on your team. Yeah, so my guy is uh, Jamison Crowder. 
so he had a huge game. I think that offense is going to keep struggling. Denzel Mims is going to come back. Yes, he, they are going to target Jamison Crowder. But if you can get someone like Tyler Boyd for him, go right ahead and trade him and, and get that value right now, right away, on a better offense. So is it fair or fine if I disagree with you? That's fine. So last week we argued about Jamison Crowder. Who lost? I lost drastically. Yes, I lost. I lost that <laughs> argument. So, so that that made me see the light a little bit. Oh, on Jameson Crowder. You saw the light. I saw the light a I little like bit. I like it. I like it. So, so I actually like Jameson Crowder's situation. So, I mean, the the way he was getting his targets, his receptions, his yards, his productivity was on his own. He had no help. I mean, his sixty yard yard sixty eight yard touchdown was a little bubble screen pass to the sideline and that he was able to break three tackles, a weave through two guys, and then he took it in for his own score himself. At that point, you don't need a QB. You don't need a running back. You don't need a coach. You don't need an offense. You can make it happen yourself. I mean, he, he got a nice amount of PPR share. And uh, if that's going to consistently happen, if they're going to consistently be down in games, you just might be a very good flex spot. I would like to argue one point. You do need a quarterback. If you don't have a quarterback... No one's getting you the ball. I suggest Sam Darnold is good enough to give you the ball. That's what I'm saying. You said you said no quarterback. Well, you just need someone back there. It's somebody halfway yeah. decent. I, 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 I agree with your statement. You can definitely have him, and you got him so late. If you can get someone that you are very happy with get selling Crowder, then do it. He's going to have a safish floor for you, which is going to be awesome, but I would try to sell him now, see if you can get someone that's better or more viable yeah if you can get somebody completely out of his league of course you should do it but you know just for the off hand that you aren't unable to make anything happen or any type of decent trade you might as well keep him and continually ride his wave absolutely waiver wire god so the waiver wires of the week we're gonna start it off with malcolm brown who i just happened to pick up an hour before the game oh you did i did as well yes two teams congratulations loved it so uh, uh, for fun i was like you know i'm gonna take malcolm brown and take a shot on him just in case you know they like to run the ball nobody knows what's gonna happen in that backfield and uh hey congratulations to myself i was correct he ended up taking a, a team leading 18 carries he had 79 rushing yards Two touchdowns, led in receptions, four running backs. He looked like you know, he knew what he was doing. He looked comfortable. He was, I mean, if you think about it, he was on that team since 2015. So that's five years of him knowing that offense compared to Cam Akers, who had 14 carries for 39 yards. A, what is that, 2.5 I mean, run average? 14, 14 carries is a decent amount That's of not bad. So that, that's, that's not bad. That's definitely not bad, but I, I agree. Malcolm Brown and Sean McVay said he was going to go with the hot hand. They said they want to do a running back by committee, but if there's a hot hand, he's he's going to go with that. I, I think we I think we see the hot hand. Malcolm Brown is the guy who pushed himself and elevated himself above both of them. And you can say Daryl Henderson, maybe. Bottom line is he's not on the field. He's injured. Malcolm Brown showed what he can do. I think they're going to keep running with him until he shows that they can't. So he's definitely the top waiver wire this yeah. week. 
that that team is going to be a very good team. They're going to be up in a lot of games. They run the ball. They are definitely a run first team. There's no reason for you not to have him on your roster at this moment, especially over Cam Akers. Cam Akers was an eighth round ADP, and the fact that he is not even the starting running back shows that uh, not only are people always buying into hype, but you know sometimes you gotta you gotta listen yourself right here and listen to us when they tell you to pick up Malcolm Brown. Absolutely. So I'm going to go with one of my guys, Preston Williams. I think he's very underrated, absolute talent. Got targeted 60 times in just eight games last year with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Devontae Parker has had soft tissue injuries. He hasn't been able to stay on the field very often, and it happened again in week one. So he had a hamstring injury. We don't know if he's going to be coming back next game. It's going to be a little rough against Tredavious White, against the Bills next game. So I wouldn't expect production there but if Devonte parker is not in there preston williams is going to be the next guy up and he's going to get a massive amount of targets and he's only owned in 38 percent of leagues this is a guy you want on your bench yes i fully agree anytime Pat, ryan fitzpatrick low fitz magic is up there on the quarterback you definitely want that receiver because he's just going to slang it. And when he's slanging it, your your receivers are going to be nice and productive out of it. Yeah. I mean, you're either going to have a great game from Fitzmagic or a horrendous game. <laughs> so it's one or the other. And it wasn't very good this time. Well, but hopefully. Yes. I mean, this definitely was the Patriots secondary where the cornerback three would be the cornerback one on another team. So I mean, I, it, it, it's, it's not like a bad thing that you got shut down by the Patriots. Oh, yeah, and, and Tredavious White is going to be the next matchup. Yes. They're going to have matchups, matchups every so often, but if they're getting a massive amount of targets with that talent, there is going to be production that follows up that. Yeah, of course. Now, I do want to add Malcolm Brown is 28% owned, so he is definitely going to be available for most of you guys in your leagues. Now, I want to add a fun one, Ooh. Dallas Goddard. Oh. I mean, due to the lack of offensive weapons and uh, when Carson Wentz isn't getting sacked eight times a game, chances are Dallas Goddard is going to be a very productive tight end, even if he is the backup currently. I mean, you saw last game, he took a nice catch and run for a touchdown. And with Jalen Rieger still injured, Deshaun Jackson looks like he's just not as productive as you'd hoped. And Ertz potentially getting traded due to his contract concerns. Dallas Goddard would be a great stash and even use in your tight end position yeah absolutely my next guy is Naheem Hines so obviously with the Marlon Mack situation there there's only two running backs there that are going to be viable options Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines Hines only 20% owned and in PPR and half PPR he's going to be a monster and he's going to be relevant especially with Philip Rivers how they use Eckler I think he's going to do the same thing he's going to dump it off he's going to get touches and like Nader was saying he did get a lot of work in goal line and he uh, red zone in general so the potential is there it's a guy you want to have on your bench it's a guy with a high potential to stay productive for you I mean you have to think how Austin Eckler dipped yesterday or on Sunday due to how Philip Rivers does not consistently dump the ball off to Austin Eckler. So this is going to show how Philip Rivers really likes his receiving backs, his little small shifty guys that can really get out there in space and make a play. 20% owned for two touchdowns last week. That is a must-have, almost as must-have as Malcolm Brown. 
but definitely a person you want to put. How much of your fab would you put? Uh, I mean, Malcolm Brown, I'm doing a, probably about $16, $17. I, I'm high on Malcolm Brown. Mejia Hines, I mean, you're doing probably $11, $10. I'd double that for both of them for me. Oh, wow. Um, you're spending all your fab immediately, huh? No, I mean, it depends. If you, if you have $100 fab, I'd probably put, yeah, probably about 20 on Malcolm Brown and then maybe 14 15 on I mean, Hines. Th- think about it this way. If you have Love Bell that got hurt, you need a running back. You're going to put exactly. a massive amount into Malcolm Brown, most likely. And you're putting a good amount into Hines, too. You with no running back, you have two injuries. Maybe you had Mal- uh, Marlon Mack and you had Lev Bell. And you need running backs drastically. You're putting heavy bids in there. But if your team's comfortable, I'm not pushing. I'm not wasting all of my fab on these two guys. It's way too early in my my perspective on it yeah that's definitely fair but realistically how many times is there an rb that comes off of week one that wins you a league are you saying heinz will win you a league Uh, i'm saying he'll be very productive for you to help you win your league heinz malcolm brown i think at this point they're both uh i will be safe and conservative and say they're both flexes at this point yeah i mean they're 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 definitely flexes Mm -hmm. so to me i'm not going to overextend myself with the fab purchase. So the max I would do is probably about 20 and then I would sit at that. Okay. But if you are on a waiver, a waiver claim system, you use your waiver claim on either one you can get. I would use my number one claim on Malcolm Brown. Yes. And then I would wait on, I wouldn't do Heinz. So you wouldn't do Heinz. I would not. Do I probably Heinz. would. I like Heinz a lot, okay. especially in a PPR system. Yeah. I understand. Now, totally understand. Now last one, this one these guys 1% owned. I can't, you know, <laughs> I don't blame them. If you were the 1% that owned him, congratulations. Uh, Miles Gaskin, uh, you know, the Dolphins running back. He had the most touches, the most catches, and the most yards out of the three, whether that was Matt Breida or, you know, Jordan, Howard. Jordan Howard. Thank you for the help right there. Anytime. Uh, so, you know, he, he is on the Dolphins where they are expected to lose a lot of games. So they might need a pass catching back. Matt Breida definitely is not a pass catching back and neither is Jordan Howard. So Miles Gaskin could see a lot of target share and playing time depending on how the game script goes. For how many times they lose? Yes. Well, they're going to lose quite a few probably. I can see that. So how much fab would you want to use on Miles Gaskin? He's only 1% owned. So, so I mean, you're, you're probably not doing a lot. This is a reach. Yeah, this is a reach. Yeah. He is not worth a waiver claim. He's worth maybe one dollar of fab. Yeah, you're just you're just throwing it out there and hoping it sticks. Yeah, because okay. let's face it, uh, I've seen a lot of people tweet out that they're Marlon Mack owners and Lev Bell owners. So mm-hmm. they're down two RBs, two starting RBs. So uh, at, at that point, if you didn't have a immediate replacement, you're either going to have to trade a player, trade an elite player for an elite RB, or uh, you're going to have to work the waivers. I agree. Uh, the last person that I have is Robbie Anderson. I mean, 75-yard bomb for a touchdown against the Oakland Raiders. The The defense is not that great. Let, let's start off with that. I do think DJ Moore is, is going to be the guy and still will be the guy. Robbie Anderson is a viable option. He can be a great flex spot for you. I think you should go out and try to get Robbie Anderson. But I'm not overextending myself for him at all. Wide receiver three to a flex spot. Uh, he's definitely a stash mm-hmm. and a hold depending on how. I mean, uh, yeah. the biggest critique was Teddy Bridgewater was he was 
inability and you know unwillingness scared. to throw the ball down the field. Yeah, he was basically a better version of Derek Carr, and he sh- he threw he was it, slanging it. He and he threw it down the field. So that offense looks very good. He is a viable option if you can get him as a bench stash. Take your shot. So so we know uh, Antonio Brown's my favorite wide receiver because <laughs> yeah. you know I just, I just I just love Antonio Brown. What about Tia? No, he's not as cool. I mean, he did sit-ups in his driveway. Yeah, but he didn't bleach his dash. So. That's true. That's he, true. Okay. There is a long laundry list of things of why Antonio Brown is so much cooler than Terrell Owens. Okay. So, But we all know my second favorite receiver, right? Let's hear it. Robbie, Robbie Anderson. Anderson. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we do know. So, But do I mean, you have Robbie Anderson in any leagues? Uh, uh, after today, uh, he just may be on my roster quite a few times. Oh, okay. All right. I mean, he's talented. He was talented in the Jets. He made big plays. That's what he does. He's a big play potential. Yeah. And when he hits, he hits. That's why I really like him, especially with his amazing hairstyle. Of, uh, I don't know what he was going for, but he nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. So anything else? I'm I'm ready for week two. Yeah, no. So of course. finish watching these games. Yeah, of course. Now, of course, uh, Next episode, we're definitely going to have to deep dive on the injury reports a little bit more when they start coming now and we get a little bit of a clearer picture. And, of course, we're going to have to talk about Thursday night football. But other than that... Matchups. Matchups. As well. Uh, well, of course. We'll talk about that oh, all day. Sorry, sorry, sorry. All day next episode. Now, if you check out our website, Top Tier Tactics at tttfantasyfootball.com, you will see our articles where we have a more detailed list of our waiver wire claims of and exactly how much you should be putting down on each one of those players. And uh, other than that, make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel where you can see our short clips, short takes and all that good stuff. But other than that, good luck, everybody. Good luck. Hopefully your week was better than Nader's. Yeah, probably. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Top Tier Tactics Fantasy Football Podcast. Don't forget to visit us on the web at tttfantasyfootball.com and follow us on Instagram at Top Tier Tactics. If you enjoy the show, be sure to subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts too. 